Hi, welcome to While You're Here, Volunteer. This is a podcast for people who are interested in volunteering, uh, people who are volunteering, and even volunteer coordinators and volunteer managers. My name is Tim St. Peter, and let's get started. On today's podcast, we're going to focus on new volunteers or those of you who are interested in volunteering and and maybe haven't done it before. So we're going to go over a few things that I think are really important. And uh, let's let's just get jump right into it. So the first thing that I kind of mentioned this on the intro podcast is if you're considering volunteering in your community, it's, it's a wonderful decision because you, you're going to be making a difference in the community. You're going to be helping out in, in an area where maybe help is really needed. So the first thing to do is to focus on your spark. And this is something as a volunteer coordinator that I like to focus on. But let, let's just jump into this whole um, idea of spark and, and how it contributes to volunteering. So each person has a spark uh, and, it, and it's something that they're passionate about, something that they're interested in. And it is really important to, to use this when you think about volunteering. If, if you just jump into a volunteer opportunity because it's available, uh, it presents itself and, and you think, well, I'm going to go ahead and try this out. Um, there, there is that chance that it may not work out, and it's because you, you just don't have that the passion to to really get in and volunteer and and be able to work through this whole volunteer um, program, this whole volunteer environment. Uh, if you don't have kind of an interest or a passion for that that specific uh, job or task, so volunteer. A volunteer uh, spark is really important. A spark is something that um, I became familiar with when I was coordinating volunteers with a truancy diversion program here in Williamson County, Texas. So uh, it, what we do is uh, we had students who are missing school and they were typically really good students, um, did really well in school, but for some reason something happened and they started to miss school and uh, our program we had volunteers who were trained to meet with the students and the parents to take a very um, non-judgmental approach and the way we did that is we started by finding out what the student's spark was and you'll be amazed how many times we talk to students each year and ask them what they were passionate about, what their favorite thing to do is. And they would look at us and say, no one's ever asked me that before. Not their parents, not their teachers. Um, it, that's why it's really important to, to find an individual spark because that's, that is what really drives a person to, to do things, especially when we're talking about doing something positive in the community, you have to start with that spark. So um, what I do is I identify the spark for each of my volunteers the first time I meet them. And it helps me to kind of understand where they're coming from, where they would like to go, what they may be able to do while they're volunteering with me. There, there's there's a lot that you can pull from the spark. So 
please, as, as a new volunteer, sit back a few minutes and really kind of dive into your soul and find out what it is that you're interested and passionate about doing. So once you've identified that, then it's the next step is to go in and find an organization in your community or, or so, you know, somewhere close to where you can access it and to find, find one of those organizations that either has a volunteer opportunity that connects with your spark or, you know, closely connects with your spark and reach out to them and, and try to get information, go online, find out information, see if, if there's anything where volunteers have maybe share their opinion or reviews about the organization. Try, try to get as much idea as you can uh, up front. Uh, I know that it's a, it's a powerful tool, works great for Amazon and some of those other companies, uh, but really do a little bit of research up front to see, uh, you know, before you make that big purchase from Amazon, what are other people saying? Well, before you commit some of your valuable time, make sure that you know um, kind of a little bit about the organization. Though, and then that jumps into the next uh, the next step, and as a new volunteer, is access uh, you know accessing the information. What is the accessibility of the organization and the person who coordinates that volunteer group? Is their web page easy to find? Is the web page full of information? Does it have pictures? Does it have links? Does it have any kind of testimonies or you know statements from volunteers? Um, is it a credible organization? The, there's a lot that you can learn from just kind of surfing around on, on websites and, and finding out information. And then try to identify uh, how easy it is to, to get involved with this organization. Um, a lot of times volunteer organizations have this life cycle that it, it's a it's the circle of volunteer life. And what happens in a lot of cases is that volunteer organizations will get a, a coordinator and manager who will start really get things going, pick pick up the volunteer organization, get it going. And then, you know, maybe due to financial situations or uh, situations that are beyond the control of, of the organization, that position may go away or it may change hands. And then there's this little disconnect. And you can tell that uh, typically by um, websites having old information or volunteer uh, agencies that are hard to find a contact phone number or you find a contact phone number and you call it and no one answers, those types of things. So it, it's, a, it's a normal part of a lot of volunteer organizations. Uh, it doesn't reflect badly on the organization. It doesn't mean the organization's bad or is unprofessional or anything like that. It just means that they may be in that, that circle right now. So they've cycled around to maybe where things are changing hands. They're, they're kind of updating the volunteer program. So just kind of uh, be a little patient and and try to find out as much as you can. So uh, that those are the the first two really important steps. Uh, the next piece is I think it's going to be more towards our volunteer coordinators and managers, but it, it's also important for new volunteers and potential volunteers to hear this as well. Volunteer coordinators, when when you reach out to them, you need to make sure that there's a few things that that really 
uh, kind of jump out at you. So how, how quickly did the volunteer coordinator get back to you? you? You emailed them, you filled out the application online, whatever it is that you do as a new volunteer, how quickly did they respond to you? Did they email you within 24 hours, 48 hours? And when they do respond to you, what kind of response did you get? Is it inviting? Or did it did it sound like maybe you were interrupting them? Uh, you know, that, that, that initial contact is really important to give you an idea of how the coordinator might be uh, in, in the long term. So uh, not always the case, but for most part, that's that's kind of something I've learned. So did they reach out to you in a timely manner? Was it professional, inviting? When they responded to you in their email, did they send you an email with a lot of information that can help you? Did they explain things in their initial contact so that you kind of understand where, where your application is or where you stand as a, a new volunteer? Have you been invited to an orientation? Or in some cases, volunteer coordinators kind of fall, they kind of fall short in that area and leave vol new volunteers wondering, what, what am I supposed to do next? Well, you know, is there orientation? What is there? So as, as a new volunteer, you can you can decide uh, if, if you don't feel like you're getting that information, some of the things that I just mentioned, do you want to reach out to them again and, and just follow up, which is fine because, hey, as a volunteer coordinator for 20 something years, I've had my fair share of, of kind of off days. So you want to reach out to them and, and find out if if maybe there's something you missed. It, it's really up to you. But to please make sure that you really are feeling that, that you're invited or that you're welcome. Um, because honestly, I have to admit with some some organizations I've worked with that that I've, I've learned that the person that was there before me um, maybe didn't do a really good job on that. And, and volunteers started to feel like, um, they, they weren't welcome. Uh, it goes back to one thing that I always, always uh, stress as a volunteer coordinator myself. My volunteer group has to feel like a family. If it doesn't feel like a family, then I'm not doing a good job. Um, and why you may ask, well, why does it have to feel like a family? Well, it's, it's pretty straightforward. A volunteer group is a group of people who come together to to work in sometimes difficult or stressful situations. Are, they're coming in to give time that they could be using somewhere else. And if you do not have a family feel within the organization, the volunteers will, will feel that right away. And I think as a new volunteer, you would probably agree with me that if you want to jump in and start helping and giving your extra time to to another organization to, to make a difference in the community, then the family approach is really the only way to go. And uh, that's how I, I coordinate my group. And I hope that everybody that's involved with my group feels welcome and feels like it's a family environment. I like to send emails with as much information uh, as possible. Another thing to look out for as a new volunteer is how much work are you having to do up front? As a volunteer coordinator, I make sure that uh, people who come into my organization, I do as much work up front as I can. I email them with as much detail on where to go to sign up for this, what you need to do for this, how can we meet, 
when when is this next meeting? When is this next orientation? What is the schedule going to look like? Giving them information so that while I have captured them, why why volunteer coordinators have that little window of opportunity, I can I can make sure that I hold on to whoever comes along. Uh, as a as a volunteer coordinator, uh, I know that as an organization, all of us have a window of opportunity. There's that window of opportunity where maybe uh, a disaster happens and everyone sees it on the news and they want to jump in and start volunteering. And that's 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 great because that's that's a good way to get um, spontaneous volunteers to come out and help. And it, it's very helpful for organizations. So how do we utilize that window of opportunity? Well, the same goes for how do we utilize the volunteers who contact us even when there's not something big going on in the community. And there's a lot of people out there who you maybe you're in that situation right now. You have some time and uh, maybe school's getting started again and you might have some extra time. So it's really important to to just make sure that you take in everything that, that you, all the information you get from the volunteer coordinator or that organization and kind of fill it out because oftentimes that initial feeling and reaction that you get is going to be how, it is, how the volunteer coordinator or that organization is going to be in long term. So, and and to be fair, there's been times where it's all beautiful up front, and then as you get involved volunteering, things kind of change. So it, it's just nature of volunteers and volunteer organizations. So. Uh, I have to be respectful and recognize that that does happen, but uh, I just want new volunteers to really stop and and think about some of these things and to to make sure that um, you don't jump into something you're not interested in. Because then we go back to what I talked about um, last week, which is the volunteer vortex. And I, I bring that up with uh, with new volunteers all the time because I don't want volunteers to feel like they, uh, as soon as they join, that they have to commit to something. So moving on to the next next piece of this conversation is for new volunteers, when you start, how, how, do, you, how do you feel overall? You need, you need to do just a little self-checklist uh, when you start volunteering with the organization and, and start getting involved. Make sure that a volunteer coordinator or a volunteer group is not pressuring you to to a volunteer in one specific area or another. And, and that's common because as volunteer groups, we often have these these areas of uh, kind of these blank areas in our in our volunteer programs where honestly it's it may be a task or a project that not very many people are interested in. It may be very time consuming, very difficult. And there there's that um, you know there's that possibility that a, a volunteer coordinator might try to really uh, push that on to uh, a new volunteer to help out in a specific area. But uh, typically we try not to. So just be careful with that. Make sure that you don't feel like you're being pressured. And at the same time, don't feel like you're committing yourself. Uh, as a new volunteer, sometimes uh, I know it, the pressure's there to want to really commit to something and jump in and, and commit to you know a certain project or a certain activity and really get involved to show how serious you are and hey that's great and it's really appreciated but at the same time it, it can it can start you off into that 
volunteer vortex where you, you get busy and get involved and commit yourself. And as things get going faster and faster, you start to realize that maybe it's not what you thought. And maybe maybe it was a mistake trying to, to commit so much time, whatever it is. And then volunteers drop away. And just like I mentioned last week, uh, they drop into that volunteer vortex. And we, we know they're there, but they've just disappeared. They've, they've gone out of sight. And um, as a volunteer, never never feel like you have to do that. Never feel like you have, uh, that you can't call a volunteer coordinator and manager and say, uh, this is not really what I thought it was. This is not what I'm working at. Uh, It's not working out for me. Um, That's a relationship that I have with my volunteer group. And it has been very, very powerful thing because when volunteers come in, I tell them that they need to try out the different activities or, or try out what they're, what they're passionate about or what they're driven to, to do and to, to give it a couple of weeks, maybe, or, you know, give it a couple of, of shots and, and try it and see if it is exactly what you thought it was. If it's not, is it something you can adjust to? And, and then after that, we'll talk about committing to that project. I don't expect any of my volunteers to commit to anything until they've tried it. And it's important as a new volunteer that you take that approach wherever it is that you're going. Don't ever feel pressured to do a specific activity or project. You need to try it out and and then let someone know. Because if a volunteer doesn't feel like the project they're working on is a good fit for them, then I stop everything and try to find a place for them and sometimes, honestly, uh, we may end up finding out that my organization wasn't the, the, a good fit, which it, which is uh, happened. It doesn't happen very often, but it has happened to me over the you know over the years. And I am the first person to say, "All right, let's let's contact a couple of my colleagues and see if there's something for you to to do um, with their organization and try that out." If a volunteer coordinator isn't isn't in that working with a, a volunteer in that frame of mind, then it, it may not be successful, and and it happens. It it just happens. Um, a lot of volunteer opportunities involve you know disaster response, emergency response, those types of things. So there are just multitude of opportunities for stress and. Um, you know, situations to present themselves that make make communications difficult. So it, it does happen. And it but the problem is that if a volunteer coordinator allows that to happen frequently, then it affects the team. And uh, while in, in my volunteer team, the volunteers are actually my leadership. So I have volunteers, leaders, and they coordinate and handle all the projects. And I am their coordinator and I support them. And it gives me time to do these things that I'm sharing with you. Uh, in some organizations, that, that may not be the case. The volunteer coordinator and manager may be responsible for doing everything. And that makes it really, really hard to, to successfully uh, build and retain volunteer base and things like that. So. Uh, those are just some things to kind of keep an eye out for as a new volunteer. Now, as, as you really get involved with an organization, 
please remember that there are a couple of things that you, you need to kind of keep an eye on. Make sure that you're tracking your hours, um, the, the hours that you volunteer, because there are multiple awards and scholarships and grants for, for individuals who volunteer and, and volunteer groups. So always keep track of your hours, the hours that you volunteer, even if the organization has, you know, a way of keeping track of those, even if they have this complex uh, program that allows allows them to do that. Um, just make sure that you keep track of it yourself because there, there may become a time where you need to course correct on some of the uh, hours, the way they're recorded. And um, one of the last things I wanted to touch on today is as a new volunteer, when you go to a volunteer organization, you need to go in with just the simple you. I, I call it the simple you because uh, as a volunteer coordinator for, for a long time, a lot of the groups that I've worked with in the, in the 80s and early 90s, I know that volunteering was uh, kind of a big deal, you know, after 9-11 and uh, especially after 9-11, it became kind of an even bigger deal. But early on when I started, new volunteers kind of felt that it was important to make sure that volunteer coordinators or the organization they're wanting to volunteer with knew as much about them upfront. So they, they would email me a resume, you know, they'd fill out an application and, and then later they'd email me a resume or I would call and talk to them and welcome them. And they would just tell me about all of these different experiences that they've had and uh, all of this knowledge and these training courses and all that. And while that's really important, um, I want I, I want new volunteers to understand that it is not necessary because as a volunteer coordinator myself, the one and only thing that I care about when a new volunteer comes on board is what are they passionate about? And, and that goes back to our spark. You know, what, what are you passionate about? What is it that you want to do here? And what is it that you want to get out of this, this volunteer opportunity? That is what the initial focus is. And then after we know that that's going to kind of click and work together, then I reach out to the volunteers to find out about their past experience, their, you know, what their volunteer uh, opportunities in the past, th those types of things come in behind that pa that initial passion. So again, what I'm trying to say is when you reach out to volunteer coordinators and managers or you, you sign up to volunteer somewhere, don't feel that you have to um, reach out with all this uh, information about yourself to, to, you know, try to make people feel like you're going to be a valuable part because you're going to be a valuable part of the organization, whether you have that experience or not. Why? Because if you're bringing your passion to help people make a difference, to, to help the organization, that is the one and only thing that matters. That's the one and only thing that matters to me. And after that, I will find out about an individual's past experience and skills and training and all that. And that will help me to fine tune where the volunteer is going to fit in, whether where they're going to make a difference. Uh, but the first thing is to make sure that we click and that they're a good match for the organization. And what are you bringing to, to your volunteer opportunity?
because I have some college students with no volunteer experience and uh, no past work experience that come in and work extremely hard and make a big difference and bring big ideas and really, really work. And uh, more than some of the volunteers I've had come in with all this volunteer experience and background and disaster and blah, blah, blah. and when they come in, they, they just don't want to work anywhere. They don't fit anywhere. They don't, well, maybe this wasn't for me. And, and, and that, that's, it's a little bit of, of a confusion for volunteer coordinators. So I always recommend that if you're wanted to, if you're a new volunteer, you're wanting to volunteer with a, a new organization and you have a, a lot of experience and background, hold on to that because if you don't, if you don't match up with that organization and you don't have the passion, that spark to, to be involved with that specific organization's goals and mission and all, and, and all that they provide to the community, then the experience is just, is, is really not, not even an issue. So again, I hope that today we kind of covered a few things. And especially, you know, especially for new volunteers or those of you that are interested. And um, to end, I just want to say, if if you're a volunteer that is a high school student or a college student, or you're you're currently in the middle of your career and you have a family, or if you're retired and have um, you have time to to give to an organization. All of those are important to every volunteer organization. And make sure that you always um, sit down and consider what your time commitment is going to be, especially those uh, individuals that have families. Uh, you, you know, you're in the middle of, of you're in the middle of that family life. So you have a job, your wife has a job, your husband has a job, what, and you have children, whatever it might be. At volunteering is is a great thing because it builds it, it builds this positive attitude in the family it, it it builds this kind of responsibility to to the community as a family and it helps adults to really set um, their children in a direction where making a difference is important so while that while that's with all that said just make sure that you you really before you get committing, you get to where you're committing yourself to uh, a volunteer organization, make sure that you balance that against your family and your time. Because the vol the volunteer families that I have with my group, they don't devote as much time as maybe my, my college students or my retired volunteers. But that's okay, because those little projects that happen maybe once or twice a year, they come in and get involved. And and most volunteer organizations should have a big event of activities during National Volunteer um, Week. So, just kind of keep an eye out for some of that if you're if you're a family group or family members, and you will you'll be able to find something. But remember, do not overcommit, and and do not uh, try to make something fit if it doesn't, because it it just really puts a, a little bit of an additional burden on family scheduling, things like that. So always put family and loved ones first and community volunteers and volunteering opportunities can go on top of that. 
Once again, I want to thank everybody at the Williamson County and Cities Health District for supporting me and uh, also housing my volunteer program, which is the Medical Reserve Corps. And thank all the volunteers out there who've been involved. Appreciate all of you. This is Tim St. Peter saying, remember that there are only seven days in a week and someday is not one of them. So pick a day and volunteer to make a difference in your community. Until next time, take care.